you know that um, that Chinese rocket thing, that story? Most stories should be like that. It's falling from the sky, it can hit anywhere. You're probably gonna be fine. There's nothing you can do. Moving on. Chris, Chris Howard was so particularly bad. pissed off about the news. What? What the The media is making this into a thing when it's not a thing. It's like, Chris, <laughs> this is a fucking amazing story. There's a hundred yeah. foot rocket that could fall anywhere between like, here we are, a cast iron grains, a podcast that's just an old-fashioned push mower trying to hack its way through a patch of overgrown grass and weeds. The blades are sharp, but the grass is too tall, and we're just shoving the grass down out of the way. And you get to the end of the yard, and you look back, and you haven't even cut anything, and the grass slowly rises back up, laughing. The grass is laughing at you. My name is Bob, sitting across the way from my good friend and co-host, that's Abe. How you doing tonight, Abe? Doing well, Bob. Yeah, here we are. Lori's here too. How you doing, Lori? I'm here. She's here. Abe, tonight is Monday, May 10th, 2021. Wrapping up our uh, extended celebration of Mother's Day. It's a very important mm -hmm. uh, milestone every year in this house. Make a great big deal out of it. Bob made me a key lime pie. Oh, nice. And From then scratch? after dinner last night, cut himself a slice and didn't get me one. <laughs> this is the... So that sounds terrible, obviously, when you put it that way. But really what it is, is a reflection of... Something on the order of coming up on 18 years of a uh, relationship, which means that... Tell people how old we are. Which means that... don't need to know we're 25. I know <laughs> the rhythms of uh, Lori in many ways, including uh, the way in which she takes her dessert, which is after the children go to bed. Also, literally all day long. <laughs> it's a big window. I'd eaten almost nothing but pie. <laughs> you have a good weekend, Dave? Yeah, I was just uh, hanging out with some friends on Saturday. Um, th the topic of Mother's Day came up because it was the day before on Saturday. And I just casually mentioned that in my household, we don't celebrate things, uh, including Mother's Day. We've never celebrated it. And one of the people thought it was odd, like, oh, what, what do you mean? I was like, you know, I don't think everybody celebrates these things. And uh, apparently, it's unusual for Just people about not everybody to celebrate. celebrates. I mean, we are on the very far end of not celebrating these sorts of things. But even we do something. Like, I get, you know, the kids make something at school for Lori. And I feel compelled to order shit from Amazon that I otherwise wouldn't have ordered from Amazon. Well, but also, you got me things. We got... He got me some new cake pans. Right, I get highly. Ooh. Try to go highly practical, like things that we yeah, sort of like need something anyway. Something we needed anyway. Well, we didn't right. need cake pans, but like we're twenty-five-year-old adults that deserve <laughs> nicer cake pans than the ones that I don't know where they came from. Like we like, accidentally took them from like them. an apartment <laughs> that we found in Athens. Yeah. This may sound uh, like an ignorant comment, but. You can improve on these things? I thought you could just, just get like, any one of those just things. Just like anything, if you spend more money, the thing will be better. Huh. We should try that. Yeah. I spent most of Sunday 
taped up like I was going into a, like a level three containment zone <laughs> with like latex gloves on, masking taped to my sweatshirt and jeans on and like not touching my phone because I was spelunking through uh, large no, amounts of you were just pulling up poison bam. ivy you were pulling up poison ivy spelunking implies that you're going underground into a cave i mean have you seen the neighbor's yard it is a lot like going underground into it's a cave. it's nothing like that it's outside <laughs> with trees it's a lot of cover anyway, there's poison ivy it's a lot of how poison often ivy. do you have to do this sort of thing it's the first Apparently year that once I've, every four years or so. First year that I've noticed it. <laughs> this is the very first time since you guys moved in? So I know that we've had poison ivy on the property before because I've come down with a slight poison ivy rash in the past, and so has Calvin. So I know that we've had it. I've, it's just never been enough to notice, and this year it is very much enough to notice. To the point where, so like we found it, our neighbors or somebody in the neighborhood pointed it out to me and said... Oh, you got poison ivy there because I'm like, I know intellectually what to look for when I'm looking at poison ivy, like what poison ivy is supposed to look like. But like you're in the out of doors and I have like my, my eyes, it's like a blindness type thing where you just don't, it's never going to jump out at me and say, oh, look at me. I'm fucking poison ivy, even though I know what it's supposed to look like and what it is. I just don't have any, there's no brain connected to the eyes for that sort of thing. Is it like a Waldo or something? It's like finding Waldo? Like it's hard it's kind until of like you pay that attention? Because it's a plant among other plants. Right. So like... And it didn't, it didn't stand out? It, it no, just... it's just plants. It's just plants. Okay. Like there's plants and then there's other plants. And you can tell that there's a couple different plants going on, but they're all plants. Right. And okay. everything is green. And Most it's like... of the time, just don't go over there and you'll be fine. Yeah. It's the way that people look at me oftentimes. This doesn't happen as much because, you know, we don't see anybody ever. But <laughs> like walking around Athens or whatever, a uh, smallish sized city, and you're constantly getting the, or I would constantly get the, don't I know you kind of look. And the answer is no, you don't know me. I'm just a sort of doughy white guy, and we all basically can We've be... We've all lived here forever. We all sort of look the same. Anyway, that's how I feel about plants, which is that they're all I just see. doughy white guys in Athens, Georgia. Vaguely familiar, but, you know... Right, indistinguishable largely from one another, except for <laughs> when they... You let them rub their oils on you for too long, and you have a bad reaction. A very similar thing. I like this metaphor. I'm going to keep it going. <laughs> Anyway, poison ivy sucks ass. And like, so I'm following the path because it's in this isolated bed. I'm like, how the hell did the poison ivy, because I don't know how poison ivy fucking germinates. Like I, like I said, doughy white guy. So I, I tracked it from the isolated bed to another little isolated part. And I'm continuing to follow it onto the neighbor's path where I'm just finding more and more of it. And I end up in the neighbor's side yard. And I'm pulling some poison ivy, and I sort of look up from being bent over, and I just rub my face right in a big patch of poison ivy that's growing off oh, the side no. of this tree. Yeah, that's when I took a break to come inside and change gloves and wash my face and all of that, hoping to avoid any serious outbreak. But so it, it fucking had grown up this tree. I didn't know this is a thing, because like I said, I don't know anything about this nonsense. It grows up this tree and then like sprouts off. And so that's that, now I'm like, oh, now I understand how it works, where it like gets a seed gets up in the wind or a bird grabs it and flies it over to this other area. And if it's up higher on the tree, then it makes more sense. Eventually, I tracked it back to this other tree and it had grown like 
12, like I said, I got out our 12 foot ladder and I put it on the tree and I climbed the ladder and I had to stand on the top of the ladder to reach the top of this poison ivy plant that had grown up on this tree. So it was like 18 fucking feet off the ground that it had grown. And I'm like in the neighbor's yard, hoping that he doesn't show up and like, what the fuck are you doing, man? With a ladder (laughs) in my yard. (laughs) No, I don't know. I've never met the guy. Been here four years. I have a, I want to write a short story or a chapter in a book about him because he I'm, might listen to the show, Bob. He certainly doesn't do that. I don't know about certainly. The first thing that we heard about this neighbor was that we think there's an old guy that lives there, but the only other person that you see, the only person that you actually see is this guy who seems to come and go as though he's a grad student uh, with a job at the university. It was like, so he works at the university? No, we have no idea. We don't know who he is. We don't know anything about him. We don't know his name. None of us have ever talked to him. But he has the schedule of someone who disappears for months at a time in the summer and then comes back. So we think he's probably a university-adjacent person, but we don't think that's the homeowner. So it's like there's apparently somebody who lives in this house that no one has seen for years. So I'm convinced that this grad student type has murdered this person. And they're just like, they're sitting in an easy chair inside that house, having not moved for the last four years. Not taking care of poison ivy. Right, clearly. If I killed somebody, I would probably make my presence known. That that, that, that way people are not speculating who you are right now. Like, that I killed <laughs> be a little somebody. more glad handy with the neighbors. Right, I mean, yeah. I, I would be reserved, but I would nod, you know, when you guys are in your car. Yeah, hey, neighbors. Anyway, poison ivy sucks. I spent most of Sunday afternoon dealing with that, and then this afternoon found another giant patch of it in the backyard. It's like, God damn it. You cleared it all out, or you, there's more work to be done? Oh, there's more to be done still, yeah. Because oh. it requires preparation. you got to get the special gloves on, and you got to put it in the, You can't just, like, if you burn it, you, then you inhale the oils, and it's like you get poison ivy of the lungs. You can't just, like, leave it in a pile. Because there were researchers who were handling 100-year-old dried poison ivy plants, and they had a, the same allergic reaction to it as you would have as if you were handling just a, a fresh plant. Oh, no kidding. It's a vicious fucking world we live in. could just not go outside. It's so That's nice We inside. could not go outside, and then there would be a murder hornet in our house like there was on Sunday night. There would be what? Uh, that murder hornet or the cicada killer that we you, found inside oh our house God. on Sunday there night? There was a bug in here. There was a bug. In the house. There was a fucking bug. It was so big, and I heroically left the entire family in the living room and shut my bedroom door behind me. I don't know what I would have done if... Bob hadn't been there to do something. But for the man. No, I think (laughs) I would have just said, I I think I can't live here anymore. Like, I would have... What were they doing? Just hanging about? It was, like, they, it it was like a crawled, bug. It crawled out of the masonry of the fireplace. So I guess it got in and came down the chimney or something. It took like an hour for my heart to beat at a normal oh, rate. I- it was so big. We were sitting there watching a movie with the kids, and... The dog suddenly jumps up and runs over to the fireplace. Like something's going, looks. something's going on over here. Like, the there's stupid a dog thing said. there. There's a thing there that's not there I was usually. Like, what's the deal, Bridget? And then I look up and there's this like half dollar sized. It's bigger wasp. than that. Oh, wha- it was it was at least two inches from like no. head to tail or whatever of a bug. What 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 kind of bug is I this? I think that's a so. Big... After some googling, it was either the most likely answer is that it was this 
thing called a cicada killer wasp. It's okay. the largest wasp but the species killer, in North America. The cicada killer wasp looks a lot like the murder hornet, which we heard about a couple of summers ago, I think. It you was remember? last okay. summer. Was it last summer? Yes. But weren't they like out in the Pacific Northwest? Are they out in Virginia now? I don't know. One fewer of them is. I described it to someone at work today, and he said that he thinks that it's one of those wasps, the, the cicada killer wasp. He grew up around here. And he said he would well, see them. I don't even want to talk about it anymore. No, no cicadas in the house, right? They, they you just cicadas left, right? Will, oh, <laughs> cicadas will fly in your house all they want. Yeah, but they there weren't just, any. This wasn't. He was not like. Very, he wasn't scouting loud, right? cicadas. Yeah. yeah no, this was much sneakier and much like could have killed you more than a cicada. A cicada <laughs> is wonder, only gonna gross you out, but this bug could have killed someone. <laughs> you know, I, w- I always wonder those things, if they had any sort of intelligence. They must be wondering, why are humans scared? Of, like, they're so much bigger than us, but it always they throws know, people they off. They know. They fucking know. <laughs> so what did you do, Bob? You just opened the door? Like, no, I didn't open the door. I grabbed the New York Times fashion magazine, the, the big one from a couple weeks ago, and I smashed the shit out of it. See, how's that your first move? Why don't you give it, wasn't give it like, an out? What? <laughs> Why is that your first move? Shouldn't the first move to be... Yeah, so the, uh, my initial thought was I'm going to grab like a, a large plastic cup and try to entrap no, the thing. No, not with this one. Uh, and this then one just let it go die. outside. But it was too big and dangerous looking. And it was like, I, I don't like bugs. I mostly don't like amphibians, like snakes and frogs. Those are the creatures that freak me out more. Really? You, they're on the same level? Cause so, snakes cause are a couple a lot, years ago, we had a frog, a frog come hopping out of our fireplace out of nowhere. It's like, what are you in doing, frog? In the same frog? spot. In the same spot that this bug nope. was, except the cat <laughs> had her back to it like there was nothing to see. Yeah, our cat was fucking worthless. She's dead now, though. So. Yeah, she is dead now. <laughs> I thought cats were all primed for this sort of thing. That's She's what, worthless. That's what She's you're a... supposed to think. But then the frog comes out of the fireplace and the cat didn't even care. But I didn't like that. Like the bug, I can live with the bug. That makes sense. Like I don't want it in my house, but bug like does not make that's sense. Uh, that's a known known. There you're gonna get oh, weird right. bugs. The yeah. uh, the sudden appearance of a large frog that I have to trap in a fucking cup. It was not a large cup. frog. The frog was about the same size as the bug, except it was this a harmless, <laughs> cute frog. This bug keeps on getting bigger. You didn't want to collect the fucking frog. No, you made me get the goddamn outside. frog too. Things I don't go outside because there are animals outside that I didn't choose. I like inside with no plants and no animals, just TVs. Anyway, that was our weekend. <laughs> I suppose we should roll into a little uh, who gives a shit news. I got a couple of games planned for later, so let's keep to the true spirit of who gives a shit news. W, the d- WGAS newscast where we run through the headlines as quickly as we possibly can without getting into extended and boring conversations about them. God forbid. All right. First, let's talk about the big political story of the week, which involves Liz Cheney, who is third in the power structure of the United States House of Representatives as the uh, – what is her title? Some sort of chair. I don't know. What does she uh, do? Chair? Is she the Con- chair of the Republican – Conference chair of the Republican Party, something like yeah. that? Yeah, the conference She chair. is likely on Wednesday to be removed from that position after having survived – an earlier uh, attempt to have her thrown out of a leadership position back in January. I mean, it's basically certain at this point, right? It seems like it's it's all but done, considering that 
all of the rank and file Republican, the, the, the ones at the top of the party, including uh, McConnell and McConnell over in the Senate and McCarthy as the minority leader in the House, has said that uh, she needs to go in favor, in all likelihood in favor of uh, Elise Stefanik of New York, who made a name for herself during the second impeachment of Trump. Or is it the first impeachment? Must have been the first impeachment. Yeah. The first the impeachment of Trump. And- right. And she is she is awful uh, in her way, but she is likely to end up replacing Cheney on Wednesday. What's interesting about the the story is like Cheney is being removed because she's sticking to what others said just a few months ago, right? Because like McConnell made a big thing in January. He's since just shut up about it, pretended he didn't say anything. McCarthy has said similar things, and he's since shut up about it and not said anything since. But Liz Cheney is continuing to say what he did is wrong, and he didn't win anything. He, there was no fraud. He just lost. And right, just but it's not on. like she's going out and placing editorials in the New York Times and the Washington Post on every Tuesday and Thursday trying to make this point, right? People are coming up to her. They're asking her the question, and she's just responding truthfully in how she right. feels. That, I mean, she did She did eventually do an op-ed once it became certain that she was going to be kicked off. I think, like, last week she did, like, a Washington Post op But you're right. She wasn't just kind of going out of her way, but, you know, people would insist and— or they would ask her questions, and, you know, she's in the leadership, so whenever they do these weekly goofy press conference things, she's, like, there. Right, so they're going to ask her questions. Of course they're going to ask her questions. And the the idea now that the GOP, the, the GOP is blaming her for being a distraction, essentially, when all that she's doing is being there as a congressperson and answering questions as they're asked to her is pretty rich, especially considering that her position back in January was not at all a controversial one. Right. The the main issue now seems to be, at least the way it's being framed, is that Cheney believes that the only path forward for the party is to leave Donald Trump behind, while the rest of the party, including people like Lindsey Graham and Stefanik and McCarthy, believe that the only way forward is with Trump on board. Right. What's odd is, you know, Trump is obviously still very popular with his base, but like since he won in 2016, nothing good has happened to the Republican. You know, they lost in 18. They lost in 20. You know, it doesn't seem like it's a good idea to continue. Right. And what was the supporting- main accomplishment of the Trump presidency? It was the 2017 tax cuts, right? If you if you right. ask conservatives what they got done, it's the 2017 tax cuts. And Elise Stefanik voted against the 2017 right. <laughs> Trump tax That's- cuts. Right. That's the, that's kind of the interesting thing because, uh, you know, the, you have all of these different conservative groups and they do their ratings kind of like the liberals do, like who's the most liberal, who's the most conservative. On all rankings, the Stefanik person is usually on the liberal side of the Republican Party. Right. Like, she, only, as as, she only voted with the president something like, according to one of the, like, real clear poli- – everybody has their own proprietary way of figuring out. Right. Who votes with who? But I think it was real clear politics had Cheney at 93% voting with the president and Stefanik with just 73% of votes cast with the president or something along those lines. Right. So on, on list after list, Cheney is as stalwart an ideological Republican and a party person as you can find in the entire conference. And Stefanik has long been 
or at least long relative to her career, basically for her whole career, positioned herself as somebody who's widening the tent to include a broader base and a more liberal, less ideologically static Republican base. And now that all goes out the window. None of the particulars actually matter. The only thing that matters is expressed loyalty to Trump. Right. That basically, that's what this whole event is. It seems to not matter at all ideology or policy positions or what you did four years ago as far as voting against certain things. It's basically, can you carry water for Donald or not? And if you can, you're in. If you cannot, you're out. That's all that matters. Like, the thing, like, because usually you would think her resume is pretty weak, this final person. It would be strong if you're like in a typical time where it would be like a moderate Republican in New York. That could kind of play in, in the before time. But now – and maybe she's just kind of just an opportunist you know? because there was a story. Maybe. In, <laughs> in, uh, well, the question basically is, 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 she, is she just like a, a convert now, like a zealot convert? And, or is she just – an opportunist who sees the way you know the way things are going in her party. If anything, I think she just recognize she recognizes that none of the policy positions matter in the least, right? She can right. continue to be to to vote however the hell it is that she wants to vote as long as she continues to push the party line on what matters. And the only thing that matters right now is fealty to Donald Trump. Then she will be rewarded for it within the party. And Cheney, no matter how consistently she votes with her. Uh, counterparts in the in the house her her colleagues in the house no matter how often she demonstrates her absolute conservative ideological backbone none of that will matter as long as she doesn't uh, toe the line for trump as well right right so like comments like the conservative group club for growth called her very much a liberal that means nothing right like it doesn't matter what those kind of outside groups say if she is still going on Fox, and if the former president is still talking her up, she's going to get in. And she's been doing pretty good with campaign donations. But what's what's odd is that, you know, going back to the Time magazine story, they were talking about how her district was very much a middle-of-the-road, moderate district. In 2008 and 2012, they went for Obama comfortably, right. and then it just swung hard for Trump. So basically, she's just kind of responding to that, like going from regular, you know, purple district to just all Trump all the time. And that's almost kind of becoming like a tribal thing. Like you can't air your dirty laundry out to the public. You know, whatever you may think of Trump, just say it quietly, but don't embarrass him to the general public because it's going to make all of us look bad. And so they're kicking her uh, Liz Cheney out because she's saying things out loud. Right. And they're dub- what's weird is that the party is going to at least for the next 18 months, double down on support for Trump as until it proves that it's a complete loser, right? Until, like, and, and who knows even how much longer until after that. Because for all of the I mean, problems that he had, uh, failing to get the votes necessary to win the presidency in 2020, the Republicans certainly outperformed their expectations and outperformed the president then. And it's not like it's because all politics is local. It's, right. it's not. It's not that at all. It was a Trump referendum election. It just so happens that because of the way that the districts are set up, because of uh, which seats were up in the Senate, the Republicans benefited from that, and and they'll continue to ride that 
for as long as possible. It does. I mean, even McConnell, like you were saying earlier, McConnell has backed way down and has not taken any of the bait that Trump has been trying to get him to snap back at him because Trump started his stupid blog, which he, he said he was launching a new platform. And it turns out it's just a fucking blog from the desk of He's Donald old. J. Trump. He, it's his platform. I think he was trying he thinks, to push it. So, as a, like, when you talk on a stage, you've walked onto the platform. Yeah. So, you know. But I think he was trying to dress it up as a social media one-way platform, which is just a lot of words right. for a blog. When you're it's on a stage, a when you're on the platform, the cannot, audience doesn't talk. I can't you comment talk. on it even. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I'm that's on right. the platform. Yeah. I'm talking. Which is kind of a, a like. A lot of people who are always talking about how f- free speech online, you know, everybody knows most people online are assholes. Nothing good comes out of the comment section anywhere. Uh, and so, like most places, if they're smart, they would just, you know, just mute or just disable any comment features because, like, nobody says anything wise in the comment section. So it's just dumb things. Yeah. He shouldn't have called it from the desk of Donald J. Trump. He should have called it the conk. He's just the, the only con- one holding it, nobody else can talk. On uh, so in in the short term, would this be considered success? Because this is not out of the realm of possibility. The sequence of events. So Liz Cheney gets kicked out. This Elise Stefanik gets kicked in or promoted up to third. Then next year, twenty two, Cheney gets primaried. Stefanik does not cruises to an easy victory in the fall. This gambit will have been successful, right? Basically. Get rid of any sort of principle you may have, you know, show fealty to Donald, and you will be successful. You yeah, will be successful for Stefanik. I, d- I just don't believe that this is th- that th- there's any viable future for the Republican Party in a, in a governing sort of way as long as they're beholden to Trump. It's just there won't ever be any governing that gets done. They're not interested. They don't in... want that. They just want to be assholes. Sure. Well, but I, I don't. I, think, I don't think that there's a lot of room for electoral success there either. Like it, it they, doesn't matter. I I, th- I think some of them think that it's a short-term weather pattern that they have to survive. To survive this short-term period, and then Donald Trump, something will happen. Uh, there was a window of opportunity for something the Chinese uh, satellite yeah. ship to hit him. That didn't happen. They so just want him to die. To... That's all that they're waiting for is for right, him to die. they're waiting for something and, else But what to I've happen. been saying for the last year is that the fucking cake is baked, right? That they have allowed this to get too far, that it's metastasized. I don't think that there's any way for it to come back in its current form. But they'll just pretend it never happened. Just like McConnell, he hadn't gotten criticized for his st- – I mean he has in, initially, but he just stopped talking about him voting to – I think he voted to convict, right? In the second impeachment, that speech he made in no, January. No, didn't he make that speech and then not vote to convict anyway? Oh, maybe you're right. Yeah, I'm trying to <laughs> yeah, figure out. Yeah, he, he said all of that and then he didn't. Yeah, but yeah, he, he said all, he didn't convict him and then stood up there and was like, oh yeah, that guy was guilty. But, right. <laughs> you know, here we are. <laughs> yeah, So, but at least he kind of gave voice to like, yeah, this is fucked up. I'm, I'm still a turtle, so I'm not going to do anything about it. But what he did is fucked up. But now, like, oh, that was a long time ago. This is like four months ago. But I think that's probably what will happen. They'll just do all of this, and then when it falls apart, inevitably, it'll have to fall apart. Then they'll say, why are you bringing up that old stuff? I guess. I mean, it would be really, like, we never talked about Tim Scott 
Tim Scott gave the Republican response to Biden's not a state of the union a few weeks ago. And I thought it was a terrific speech. I thought that it was, as Republican speeches go, as good a Republican national speech that I've heard in years at this point. But it had no connection to the modern party. You know, right. like- it had nothing to do whatsoever <laughs> with the modern party, but it was a good you can imagine a future Republican Party th- that realigns itself around this sort of speech that Tim Scott gave a few weeks ago. Because the fact of the matter is the overwhelming majority of not Twitter, like the just the regular people in the world, don't want any part of the woke discourse and not like, oh, I'm anti-woke or I'm woke. Like they just don't, they don't want any part of that conversation whatsoever. Not that they want to be on one side. They're not woke or anti-woke. Like they just have, they're, it's completely disconnected from their reality. Right. 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 Like these are people who say what you will about the, the MLK understanding of, of race in America versus where we are now. But these are people who were raised with that, right? You will judge me by the content of my character, not by the color of my skin. This is a, a people who believe in an aspirational, colorblind society, even as they recognize that uh, we certainly aren't there yet. And right. that's where the silent majority is on the question of woke versus anti-woke, which is that they have no position, that they don't want to have that conversation. And no matter right. how much that conversation gets had in elite media circles, it will continue to be the case that the, the broad spectrum of American thought is largely centered around uh, Tim Scott's understanding of it and not Nicole Hannah-Jones's understanding of it. Right, but they're not going to do anything with that. It's not like, okay, now th- this speech, I don't know who, wa- it seemed like the ratings for both weren't that high, but you know, I watched both of the speeches, and but they're not going to do anything with it. So it's just kind of like a one-off. And also it's kind of overall a good solid speech that's not going to go anywhere but it's just weird how he kept on talking about all of the incidents of like prejudice that he experienced and then he finishes off with uh but it's totally fine like everything's cool right well but so what i liked about that quick news cycle was that he forced both harris and biden within 24 36 hours to say yeah i also don't think america is a racist country which is not which is not something that you would have you would get out of a lot of the rest of the of the democratic is, establishment right, at which this is point. Why they didn't win? That's what like a lot of those kind of like it's just going to be a trap. You're going to fall into a trap, and it's going to become the news story if you said anything other than that, right? right? Like if a Bernie won or anybody else won, he would have just stepped right into it. Like of course it is, and then oh look at that, this guy thinks you're all racist. Make a whole thing, and then you know for like a month they would talk about it. So let's say, uh, imagine a world in which uh, Trump dies, and then we have a DeSantis, uh, governor of Florida currently is Ron DeSantis, and Tim Scott as his vice president. Now, it's not great in terms of regions, because you figure you've already got South Carolina locked down, and you figure Florida is probably a Republican state most of the time anyway. So maybe it's not great in terms of a, a national ticket, but although that never seems to play anymore these doesn't days, doesn't seem to matter but, too much. But by the way, Bob, whack shit or wacky shit? I'm posing this to you, even though I don't know how which one is which. Uh, but America has never had a president from Florida. Is that whack shit or wacky shit? No, that, fact. The Mer- America has never had a president from Florida. Yeah, I believe that's some. That is some whack shit. That is that is something oh, that is shit. true, but surprising. Yes, that is true. Yeah. 
So maybe this DeSantis guy could. Although, like I said, he's he's a is bit he of a from Florida. I mean, he's the Florida governor, so he, eh, it would, I'm gonna find out right now. <laughs> but like, he's he's too abrasive and not and not charismatic enough to make it work. But he could be a number two for somebody. Like if Trump survived whatever spell that you cast on him just now, uh, if you were to make it oh, 24. Oh, he is from Florida. Yeah. See. I can. I don't know. I think DeSantis animates enough of the right parts of the Republican base. Like, I agree. I don't find him charming. But that, when has that mattered? <laughs> well, I mean, Trump can be like, you know, to a certain people, you can kind of see how he makes these goofy jokes at his uh, rally. And but DeSantis seems to always just be like doing something obnoxious, like kind of playing it up. It's a foregone conclusion. Like at this point. It's a foregone conclusion that if Trump is alive, he's going to be the nominee in 24, yes. right? Yeah, basically, it's just everybody else is, and no one's going to challenge him, you know, obviously. Because, uh, I mean, right now, who would? I mean, like Mitt Romney? Is there any, Romney? So is there any scenario besides his death where Trump, and, and, and putting aside any of the nonsense about how he's going to be indicted in, the, in New York yeah, or yeah, whatever? Yeah, not, not, uh, nothing like that is going to happen. If he's right. still alive with his cheeseburgers, if he makes it to whatever, 77. So what if the Republicans, and I don't think this is going to happen, but what if the Democrats have a really great midterms, which would be, which would be, as of right now, the most surprising outcome is if the, if the Democrats picked up a bunch of seats in the House and the Senate in, in 2022. That would be the most surprising outcome. But if we had a, a 2022 cycle, let's say the Virginia governor – both New Jersey and Virginia are going to have uh, gubernatorial elections this year because they go the year after the presidential election. And let's say those both go – those both break hard for Democrats again. Right. And let's say that in 2022, the entire House and Senate both break hard for Democrats. And you've had now, what, four consecutive major national election cycles where Democrats win and when the entire question where, – where the Republicans haven't won a national – haven't won more votes – than the Democrats at the national level in God knows how long, right? Yes, they won right. the presidency in 2016, but they lost the popular vote then. Trump gets his ass handed to him in 2020. They lost the House in 2018. They lost the Senate in 2020. And then the, the margins widen in 2022. Is that enough to finally convince the Republicans to move on from being if, beholden if, but, to Trump? If, but I don't see a scenario where... Either direction will break hard. You know, I, I think the most likely outcome is that the, the Democrats are going to hold on barely to both, or it could, you know, the Senate could swing a, back to the to the Republicans. But either way, it's not going to be a big swing in either direction. So, like, I think what with it just still being razor thin federally, you know, maybe different states are going to do whatever. But I could see. In that environment, Trump still making a case. He'll still kind of stoke the cultural grievances because that's all it is. It's not policy anymore, right? You right. know, maybe he'll bring back a little bit of the wall thing. I'm going to finish the drill or whatever. But that's basically finish it. Finish the drill, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you'll have like the Larry Hogan's and like, you know, those kind of people trying to, you know, in the primary try to defeat him. But right. I Hogan think is other- obviously H- Hogan is obviously just raw meat as somebody who like Trump just wants to be in a primary against right right, right. And, and and it's unfortunate for, but I, I, and you know Trump has no restraint he, you know Larry Hogan's married to an Asian he's gonna make a it it would be a disaster if DeSantis is ambitious enough 
can you see him trying to thread the needle and, and well, running no, that, for the that, nomination against Trump in 2024? See, because he obviously is that ambitious. And can he say, I love and respect the president. I love everything no, that he no, did. And I'm no. a younger version of him. And I'm, I want to keep the party going. And Donald, I'm sorry, but you're, you're just you're too old and it's time to move on. No, I don't see any scenario where that's going to happen. And what's going to be unusual is that unlike other in other election cycles where everybody goes after the top job and then failing that they'll settle for the second job, you know, like that won't happen. It's not like everybody's going to, you know, like Nikki Haley and DeSantis and all these people are going to go for the top job against Trump. And then when it fails, like, okay, if he picks so we'll, me, we'll I'll have be basically an extended primary for the, like a, a fake primary for vice president. Basically. Yeah, but- like, yeah, basically that's what it will be. It'll almost be like as if he's the incumbent president. He will go unopposed, and except if maybe a, a Hogan sees an opportunity. But he may just just wait out the cycle. This is just not worth it, you know, and just wait until Trump loses again in 24. Although he can still run. I mean, he'd probably be dead by 28. But, you know, I, I've I think said this be- many times that you feel bad about wishing anyone death. But like the... <laughs> Like why? Like how is it that we're going to get to 2024 and he's not going to be dead yet? How is that possible? There is no justice in the world. Nobody like like Trump dies. He'll live forever. He'll probably outlive all of us. Yeah. All right. What's else in the news bag here? Let's see. Just before we came on tonight, uh, Pfizer has announced, or the FDA rather, has announced emergency use authorization for the Pfizer vaccine in the 12 to 15 year old set. Yay! Clearing the way for a bunch more children to get the vaccine. And I read something about the Moderna trials apparently have been going similarly well on children as young as like six months and two years old. So there's reason to believe that we could be going into this coming school year with emergency use authorization available on two or three of the current vaccines that are available. Is... This seems to be a much faster timeline than I originally thought. I thought the 12 to 15-year-olds was going to be sometime in the summer, then the next group down was going to be like in the fall, winter time, and then the very young was going to be early 22. But it seems like everything is now like accelerated. Like we already got 12 through 15. I don't know how many million more that is, like 15 million people, and who knows how many of those will get it. Apparently they had similar side effects to – people in the older cohort and an even higher efficacy rate, something like a hundred percent of COVID was prevented. Now this is a relatively small sample size, but still that's right. A great Although, success. Like, without the the vaccine, they were probably pretty without, high up. Right, anyway. That's, yeah, the, that's, that's why, why. The, that's why it's goofy right. is that they're some overwhelming majority of the people who didn't get the vaccine also did not get COVID because the right. young people mostly just don't for whatever reason. Yeah. But that's good. I mean, already they said like six states have already hit the 70% mark. Not Georgia, I should note. <laughs> we are struggling yeah. down here. But it seems like a lot of different states are going to hit their targets a lot sooner than the 4th of July. But other places are – it's kind of interesting because, like, the quote-unquote responsible states are going to hit the 70% number pretty soon if they haven't done so already. And all the ones that have already forgotten about this are never going to get there anytime soon. Yeah. But it doesn't matter because they've already said, fuck it, let's just open well, everything up. it doesn't up. matter until you get COVID and you die. I think that's – the problem will be 
the winter. Because, like, if you're just like, oh, it's no problem. I don't need to get the vaccine. And the summer is kind of a quiet summer. Nothing happens. And then it gets cold. And, like, last year the numbers went through the roof in the in the cold months. Well, and then, like we talked about last week, people won't get their booster because they don't get right. their flu shot. It'll be the right. same as every year right. where a bunch of people die from a thing that they didn't have to die from. Right. And they'll have, like, six months to know this. And it must like just heaving air and you're like oh shit i could have just prevented this like eight months ago but silly me i'm not gonna die because of a preventable thing you'd uh, link to this story about the accused capital rioter whose lawyer is pleading insanity <laughs> basically because of fox news i mean he's, he's not actually pleading insanity but right yeah but basically it's like what was it, the foxitis or whatever he calls Defense it foxitis be- because he just watched too much fox inflammation television inflammation of the fox news yeah. Yes. Started Which believing is, uh, the nonsense that was fed to him. So I guess you could just say, like, I just whatever I hear, I be, I just reacted to that. Everybody played the part of telling me that this happened, and I'm a grown man. I have no agency, and I just did what. Yeah. Well, you did. know, the guy read the Catcher in the Rye and then wanted to shoot Ronald Reagan or Jody Foster or whatever. <laughs> I'm confusing uh, was assassins that, yeah, here. What, but, wasn't the taxi driver that? He was taxi driver. Let's see. Elon Musk hosted SNL. Did you catch any of that? Bust. I did not. I watched a couple of the clips, and it was predictably awkward and bad. It's just the problem is SNL is not very good right you know, now, and hasn't the, been probably for a while. So I didn't grow up watching SNL episodes, but I would always watch like the best of. And basically, it's kind of an unfair thing where. They curate all the best skits, and you're like, oh, those were the good old days. But I think if you watch those episodes yeah. 90 minutes each week, and there would be a lot of clunker segments, and you know, so it's, so it's kind of hard to compare the two. I'm sure if you sure, but like, what is the, the last best- time that one of like an SNL skit had any sort of meaningful cultural impact? In Presents a- for the dog. No, that sketch also sucked but <laughs> by the way do, do you different do you do, do you distinguish actual sketches versus the prepared video things because sometimes i'll do those and those are kind of sometimes funny those are sometimes have- a little better like they're regularly better than the live ones certainly but that sort of defeats the whole purpose of the show right, that's what i'm saying yeah, <laughs> it's, not, the, it's not the same thing the best things you can point to in the recent past uh are those kind of uh, skits where it's like a prepared video right. thing. The, like literally the only thing that I can think of is the those goofy music videos that, uh, what's his name? Used, like the Dick in the Box. Right, the Island Boys or yeah, Long Island, Island Boys, Boys or whatever. Or whatever. There's something in a book. like a long time ago. Yeah, that, that's how long ago SNL had any sort of widespread meaningful cultural impact. I know, but, also, but maybe whatever. we have, you know, like with most things, we've aged out. Maybe there's some youths think it's out an, there. I think we are the exact right target demo for that particular no, sort of show. you're very old. We're 25. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> or on the outside looking in. Uh, let's wrap up the stupid news bag. I don't want to talk about that anymore. What's the difference between this and whatever else you talk about? I don't know, because the idea is that we do the news bag and then we can do like topics or games or like larger okay, conversations. Okay, be done then. Um, but that, say it, that, that involves it. having other things prepared, which is, which is where it becomes difficult. I, we, we, I have lots to talk about. What do you want to talk about, Laura? We could talk about ESPN. We could talk ESPN about... sucks now. It used to be cool. <laughs> That's not what we were saying. All right. 
Yeah, Kenny Mayne, we can we can reopen the news bag real quick. Kenny Mayne is going to leave ESPN after I don't know twenty five years, something like that. A very long time with the network. Yeah, apparently uh, they, they they weren't willing to pay him more money. I mean, he he probably was just saying that in, in jest, but he did send out a tweet saying that he's parting ways with the company. Bob, you you mentioned that you among all of the old geezers that were around back in the day, he was your favorite. I think he was always my favorite. Yeah, he was always because he the way that he did his. His whole presentation was right up my alley. He's very deadpan and sarcastic. And my favorite thing about the way he describes sports a lot of the time is as though he were an alien seeing sports for the first time <laughs> and for some reason had been put in charge of telling everyone about them. Like his, I, I, <laughs> his home run call that he would use on SportsCenter was, as an example, and Chipper Jones hits that one over some fencing they've erected in the outfield. Which is like the exact way that I want baseball to be described to me at all times. But yeah, he was he was good and obviously irreverent and also like obviously unwilling to take notes from people, which is which is also what I want out of my broadcasters. There was a a period where he wasn't doing as many just regular sports center segments uh, or shows, and he would do these weird things, the main event or some other, like, I don't know what his contract looked like, but maybe he's like, I want to branch out and do, like, bits. Because, like, for a while, he was just doing that, like, in his later years. That's that's the last I remember from him. It's like, oh, here's the main event, and he would be out somewhere fishing and making jokes. Yeah, he's good. He's funny. He's a good talent. I don't know where the, like... What other context you would find a Kenny Maine uh, finding success in the world? Uh, like I, I was saying this earlier, but like most people do not consume highlights through SportsCenter like they did in the past because you can get that information on Twitter or on well, the you MLB app or the NBA app. Yeah, you would just turn the TV on and nothing's on, so you put on SportsCenter. Right, and now. Right. You could watch literally anything besides SportsCenter. That's true. So why would you watch SportsCenter? Well, but you could always have done that. The difference is that I could get all of the news that I'm getting from SportsCenter in the stupid ticker feed of some any random baseball game that I flip over to, right? That, that, that's right. the difference, is that if I want to watch an MLB game, I can see all of the information about all of the other games at the bottom of the screen. There's no need to go to SportsCenter for it. And at the same time, I'm two-screening it, watching Twitter on my phone well, and seeing do that. all of the highlights from the other games anyway. Right. You know... MTV and the VH1s and those kind of things died a lot sooner than the sports centers because, again, you have that readily available on YouTube. What do you need to wait around before the Bare Naked Lady song comes on? You know, you just listen to it directly. Bob and I, I would say sometimes watch either the MTV will play 90s music videos on Saturday nights because they know we're 25. And (laughs) if they're not, sometimes we will watch music videos on YouTube as like our activity. We're very cool. (laughs) This reminds me of a conversation that we didn't have a couple weeks ago about the NFL draft, which is that as something else that I used to make a point of watching that I don't like I turned it on that first night just to sort of get a feel for it. And it turns out that we've cycled all the way back now because it's 2021 now. The graphical presentation of the draft this year 
looked like it would have looked in 1997 on ESPN right. too. Like it, it was stupid. The font like, was like very spray graffiti. paint font yeah. and graffiti as though this is like, Oh, radical ESPN two here, guys. We've got this, we're crazy rebels with our font choices. Like extreme with the letter but, X. But, but you know how things kind of cycled back? Like I've, you know, for a while, Back in the day, people would wear a lot of baggy clothing. And then in the last 10, 15 years, people started wearing tighter fitting clothing. And then now it's slowly going back the other way. Yeah. Maybe it's like that with the, the graphics. I want to like hear it. way more from Abe about what trends were <laughs> and then became and what I've, are. In, in, in the last... What else, what, what else did people used to do that they like stopped the, doing and now they're I've, doing again? I've noticed the youths these days are wearing a lot of like homeless looking clothes, which is not what people were wearing like 10, 15 years ago. And I don't say that in a pejorative way. Just like they, it's like a homeless chic, you know, they're like, they're, oh, I don't care about material things. I think that's the look that they're going for, the, the younger kids. But that's not how it was 10 years ago. That's not how it was like 20 years ago either. And so things kind of cycle back. And so maybe this is one of those things. You can yeah. only go I just so want, far. Look, I just want low-rise jeans and wedge sandals on hot chicks to come back. That's, <laughs> that's the idiom that I'm waiting for in terms of a return. Anytime uh, I see somebody wearing sandals, it can't possibly be comfortable. You, you know, you're not making efficient use of walking. you wear sandals. At home. Now, sandals are not an acceptable footwear unless you're wearing, uh, unless you're a hot chick wearing wedge sandals with low-rise <laughs> jeans. That's the the only exception. I would also I want to point out the NFL draft, like drafting in general, is a yeah. very bullshit way of apportioning labor, and it should be well, it should be done away with. It's a it's but, but a fine you, product as a as a television entertainment. What other program. way? Wait a minute. What other way is there to do it? If you have a salary cap league, you can't do it any other way. It would have to, you know if it's like. Those Europeans with their capitalist sports and socialist governments, if they, if you want to do it that way, but if you're gonna have everybody is revenue sharing, everybody is yeah, you should capped. allow even in a revenue sharing salary capped league, you should allow people to sign where they want to sign, and then the team can make their arrangements however they need to make their like if you happen to sign the best tight end that year, then yeah, you have to ship off the tight end that you have in the same way that you make roster adjustments based on what you're going to draft. So what Why if not? like uh what if like someone like you know the, the the Patriots like the the Trevor Lawrence guy or whomever the next best thing came out it's like oh I'm not I don't want to go to Jacksonville I want to go to New England and they just kind of reload they every time they can do that can't they they cannot I mean no you, well they have to sign a no. contract for a certain amount of time right and yeah then- but like if I'm Trevor Lawrence and who who wanted me Jacksonville ja- yeah I'm because like, they're the first to I don't want to yeah. work for Jacksonville. Right. Then like this worked out for the Manning family a generation yeah, can, ago. Yeah, I don't I mean, see why can, it can't work out for everyone right, else. Like I, can, I can tell them no. Yeah, but you you would have to tell so many teams no. Then the Jets are next. Like oh, definitely no to you too, and well, then you just keep on going. To, that it's like it, it, it incentivizes in it incentivizes you not to have a dumpster fire of a fucking program like the so Jets was, have had for however long they've had it. Someone floated the idea of just having it a fixed thing where basically it's just on a rotation. So that it doesn't matter. It's not based on shitty product the year before. It's just everybody's gonna get their turn. Uh, so it's like a, it's still orderly, yeah, like but that. it's just That's random, fine. you know. That way it doesn't. You know, if the Tampa Bay won the Super Bowl and it was their year to get picked first, they get to pick first because it's it, 
irrelevant what they did right. the previous year. Yeah, I like that better too. Yeah, they, it's sort they, of like college. Like it's just. Although, what it, is. it would be funny if in, if they did have the college system where you know they have the hats. I'm gonna go to the New England Patriots or the Chicago Bears, and you can go from there. No, they should know. just instead of the draft, they should just randomly ship out hats to all of the draft eligible players. <laughs> what if and they pulled the have, names you out them of open them? You could live get on the television. Harry Potter sorting hat, put it on all the players. That will determine where the players go. Anyway, a it draft would, is a, a fully would, bogus but, way of apportioning labor, and that they they should come up with a better way of doing it. As corrupt uh, as college football is now, I can't imagine how more it would be if the NFL people were trying to get ahead of their upcoming draft yeah. by like paying these also, players college players can get paid for their image now right oh i think they, they can't keep all news. of their money but yeah it's, it's like a step yeah, in the like right that's direction. huge yeah that's news that's i give a shit news yeah <laughs> that's a new segment <laughs> it won't last well it, so won't a lot of things. All right. I want to play a, a, a game here. And I, I don't know how this is going to go. See how all I had to do was bring up something? And it was like, oh, no. I know. Women don't know what they're talking about. We just talked for 15 fucking minutes about I'm ESPN aimlessly. So <laughs> we did what you wanted to do. Now we're going to play my stupid game. I uh, got a couple of games here tonight. The first one might not even make the final cut. We'll see how it goes. I'm going to ask you guys all to right. provide me with five words five unrelated words noun tomato like not not a proper noun tomato. but just a, a noun and then you could do a verb you could do an adjective i just want five random words and i'm not going to tell you what the name of the game is i'm not going to tell you what i'm going to do with those words but but abe you go first and just give me a word any word any word uh rock rock all right Lori. giraffe Giraffe. All right. Abe? Intangible. Intangible. All right. I'm writing these down so I can refer to them in a moment. Lori? Eloquent. Eloquent. All right. And Abe, last one. Friction. Friction. All right. That's a good one. All right. The name of the game is Any Five Words. I just made that up. <laughs> I'm going to go to... Can the... I change giraffe to underpants? You can. All right. Isn't this like that Mad Libs thingy? All right. Last yeah, chance, like because if, once I reveal the point of the game, I don't want any words to be changed. We have right now rock, underpants, intangible, eloquent, and friction. Yeah, I like those. Any other Lock changes? Lock it in. Lock it in. Lock. All right. I'm going to go to the website... Uh, reddit.com oh. oh my old uh, stomping grounds and I am going to plug in these words <laughs> one at a time and we're going to see how far down the search results list we have to get before we get to pornography oh. <laughs> because <laughs> well friction should be pretty quick yeah. uh. <laughs> because I forget even what word it was, and it, it is to my shame. But I was looking, because I use Reddit regularly. It's a good resource for news and current events and and anything that you want to know. Porn. If you don't want to look at YouTube, right? If you want to learn how to do something or find something out 
and Wikipedia didn't figure that out for you, and YouTube didn't give you the correct how to. Was it poison ivy that you had looked up? Reddit is a, it might have been something related to poison ivy, but like regularly, you put a, any random word into Reddit, you're going to find pornography. So, right. and I, what I did I'll today is I I created a new account so that it will not. We cannot say, no one can accuse me of the search results being biased in favor of my porn. my yes. algorithm. All oh, of the I porn see. that you find. Yeah. All right. So, I could probably rank them. I bet you Underpants will be number one. Why are anymore? All right. All right. So go ahead, Abe. You're going you're gonna to rank. Underpants will be the how, quickest how, to. Uh, so what, what are we, this is how likely it is you think we're going to find pornography on. Yes. For each word. All right. Underpants is uh, the number one. Rock is number two. Friction, number three. You think uh, rock ahead of friction? Yes. Because friction will be some sort of scientific thing. But rock, I'm hard as a rock or something like that. You know, one of those things. <laughs> <laughs> I trust you'll edit that out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Edit it right out. I'm hard as a rock or something. All right. I will search rock now. <laughs> What are the wait? What are the other two? Eloquent and eloquent. Yeah, I think eloquent probably the. I, I can't imagine. I can't think of a intangible and eloquent. They'll... Intangible. All right, rock. I can't. I don't see any. Wow. I mean, not that's safe a... for work subreddits. So I'm I'm basing this on like not just there being a page dedicated to rock fucking or whatever, or like right. a post <laughs> that's dedicated to like. Like who or knows? Like, like uh, dudes who like to rub page? their balls on rocks yeah. in public or something like. Yeah. But I'm not seeing anything right away. There's earth not, porn, but that doesn't count. Not even like the rocks, like a fan page or something of him just like look at my musks. Nothing like that. No, not a lot. Not a lot of porn if you're just looking up the word or words rock or rocks. Wow. All right, so that's a safe search. You can you can safely search for rocks on wow. Reddit without accidentally finding pornography. That's good hip, to know. Hip. All right, underpants is next. Underpants. Yeah, the, the third one down is Lady Boners Gone Wild, which oh, is Lady go. Boners Gone Wild, which is a community. It's a place for sexy guys to strut their stuff. <laughs> okay. But the ladies I have the boners like. In, They've in, gone in wild. In in spirit, they have a boner, but then not right. in, uh, Well, you know, oh, there's an eight. There's a not safe for work subreddit called Tidy Whities. So. Okay. So the, oh. underpants was my number one choice. Yeah, underpants yeah. is a a good word. All Although right. now now the rock didn't get much of a result. I don't have any confidence in. I mean, maybe friction is a cool choice. Yeah, friction would be number two. For me. If I was going to guess where porn was, which right. is not something Looking I like to do. Looking up the word intangible on Reddit. Let's see if we can find any not safe for work. <laughs> That'd be funny if I said the number one thing. Not in any not safe for work Reddits <laughs> under the search for intangible. I don't know how you would. I don't know what intangible porn would be. What, what exactly. if they, you know, like how sometimes athletes, they talk about their intangibles. Maybe some of these like... Uh, Porn stars, you know, they have some intangible qualities that they discuss on Reddit. Right, I've say? now searched for Eloquent. There is a subreddit called Eloquent, which is a subreddit for interesting ways to learn and remember beautiful words and their meanings because life is too small to not be able to use the right word at the right moment. Oh, okay. Bob, you should join that. 
Because you're always spending like four hours looking for the right word when you could just say something. You're probably the moderator of that. Subject. Yeah, you are probably the <laughs> moderator of that. Is always a right word. I'm not seeing any any pornography here in a search for the word eloquent. Well, there's an eloquent eloquent slut, but she or he is just a user. That's not a... All right. So eloquent is, is you are safe to search the word eloquent on Reddit without finding pornography. And now for the friction. No, this is actually pretty safe. Let's wow. see. Friction. No, engineering porn. So that it's not actual pornography. It's uh, you know, it's just engineering stuff. Depends on what you're into. Don't kink shame. <laughs> Alright, so the sex subreddit comes up when you search for friction, but that's not really porn either. Talking about all right, we pretty safely found five we have we found four words that you can search for on Reddit without accidentally finding a whole bunch of pornography. How about that? So All underpants right. is the only one. Well done. Thanks. That was uh, any five words. It's a fun new segment that we have, apparently. <laughs> All right, we're going to move on to another game here real quick. We're going to call this one... Any six words? Yeah. <laughs> All right, so this is a combination of two things. It's both whack shit or wacky shit, and it's a new feature called the Stupid Top 5, which is a feature in which I peg a stupid top five list to a recent news item. Okay. And uh, it's also whack shit or wacky shit. So there'd be some things that I made up and, and... So some stuff you might have made up might be real and also might just be a top five list? It is as part of a top five list whack shit or wacky shit right so just we should just get right into it because other trying to explain it too much just be confusing abe did you see this week that jeff bezos plans to build a super yacht no a super yacht yes so news broke that bezos is going to build a 417 foot long which as super yachts go, is not particularly humongous. What if it's what's on the inside? What's so super some... about it? It's a humongous boat. Also, yachts are super on their own. No, no, no. No, it like just a, means a boat that you own. A yacht is just large, generally. Like a yacht can be, like not that anybody can have a yacht, but any old millionaire yacht. can have a yacht. Definition. But you don't like those. Definition uh, of a yacht is a medium-sized sailboat. Equipped for cruising or racing. Okay. So, it, it once it gets too super, it is no longer a yacht. Well, the definition of a super yacht or a mega yacht is a large and luxurious pleasure vessel. Okay. <laughs> that's straight from Wikipedia, but, <laughs> but it that's redundant, sounds like then. one of those Reddit porn searches. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> sounds like. Anyway, Bezos is going to buy, this is according to a report from Bloomberg, a $500 million yacht that he's having built for himself over 400 feet long it will have helipads and who knows what else right it's uh one of these blatant obscenities that probably shouldn't exist but this is the stupid top five which is a feature in which we peg a stupid top five list to a recent news item and pair it with a whack shit or wacky shit game so i will i have here a list of uh features about uh, Jeff Bezos's uh, mega yacht that he's having built, and it's uh, top five. So here we go. Number one, 
In every room, at least two 85-inch OLED flat panel televisions. One Reasonable. Con- one connected to the hundreds of millions of Alexa-enabled devices around the world so that Bezos and his guests can voyeuristically drop in uh, while channel surfing their way through a near-endless stream of live feeds of his customers' homes. And then the second television shows uh, old episodes of PBS's This Old House with Bob Vila 24 hours a day. (laughs) That's uh, whack shit or wacky shit. Uh, (laughs) uh, Which one? uh, It's not true. That's not true. I made that up. (laughs) Number two on the list. Uh, Jeff Bezos' super yacht is going to uh, 417 feet long, Mm -hmm. half a billion dollars it's going to cost him. Uh, It's going to include a 40 feet long and 10 feet wide and six inches deep pristine white sand beach leading into a massive infinity pool on the aft deck. The, the beach is that size because each grain of sand on this poolside beach represents a single dollar of Bezos's $200 billion net worth. Hmm. Those dimensions uh, lead me to believe that the, that's true. No, I made that up, too. Oh. Sort of. You got it from somewhere, though. I tried to figure out how much sand it would take to represent each dollar with a grain okay. of sand. And it turns out that 200 billion grains of sand... Is uh, is a forty foot long, ten foot wide, okay, and six inch deep beach. That's how much fucking money two hundred billion dollars is. <laughs> but also, we were looking at Bill Gates's house that they they call it a house, and they have a a sandy beach at their house. Yeah, they had a they had Caribbean beachfront imported from the Caribbean and then planted or whatever placed along the. The lakeshore there in Washington. Wow. Because that's apparently what you do when you have an would ungodly anyone even notice and if you uncountable got the... amount of money. Yeah. Yeah. Would they have noticed if they just like sourced it from the from the bay around the corner or something <laughs> and, and charged him as though they'd gotten it from the Caribbean? I don't know. They <laughs> probably you know, the... noticed. I'm sure they've been and they were like, oh, you know what the best sand was at that beach where we were, and so we should get that sand because we can buy stuff because we have all the money. It's like the that stupid little coffee order thing that we like when you put it's so many like that, random it's things. Bill Gates, so it wasn't custom sand; it's just particular sand. The the math on the sand, by the way, it's a billion. There are a bil- one billion grains of sand in one cubic foot of that's a lot of sand beach. Yeah. So you take a, a cube that's a foot in every direction and fill it with sand, and that's one billion. And he has 200 of those <laughs> stacked on top of each other. <laughs> that's why sand gets in everything when you go to the beach. That right. is why. Number uh, number three on the stupid top five list, Jeff Bezos' uh, features on his upcoming mega yacht, not yet built. The Amazon Dash button, which allowed Prime users to reorder frequently ordered items with a mere press of a button but was discontinued in 2019, will be littered all about the yacht. No (laughs) news yet on which products the buttons will be linked to, though Bezos is a known Diet Coke with adrenochrome fiend. What is the question? (laughs) The, The answer is that it's not true. It's not true. I made that up. You're right. There is no such thing as Diet Coke with adrenochrome. A pattern is emerging. Yet. Hmm. All right, number four, a uh, 100-foot-long support yacht to go along with the 417-foot main yacht. 
The support yacht will be christened uh, the Whittle Dreffy. And in a peak of whimsy, Bezos has decided the hull of uh, Whittle Jeffy will be a perfect replica of Bezos' own cock. <laughs> Did you say Whittle, like little? Yeah, like little, but Whittle. <laughs> there is no scenario where that's true. Why wouldn't you choose Lil? Whittle. I guess that can, that can work, but I, I would just hear it as little, but... Yeah. No, he will have a 100-foot-long support yacht to go along with his 417-foot main yacht. But so far as we know, it will not be in the shape of his own cock. <laughs> I may have missed it. Is there, a price, <laughs> is there a price tag, by the way, on this? Uh... Half a billion dollars, yeah. $500, $500 million. <laughs> oh, boy. That's right, a num- lot of sand. Number five in the, uh, in the stupid top five here. Uh, the tile in every bathroom will be sourced from every single brick-and-mortar independent and chain bookstore and mom-and-pop shop that Amazon put out of business in the last 20 years. This reminds me of a Bill Maher sketch or bit. I'm aiming for uh, David Letterman top 10, oh. which were never that good and should have just been called the stupid top ten. Well, they're always out of order. There's always good ones, but it's never the first number one. Right, but no, I, there's, a, there's only actually like one or two good jokes in the whole bit, but you have, you have to suffer through the whole thing. Right. So I'm going to go with uh, not true, although it, this is probably the closest to the truth. Right, it's not. It is not yet true, but I, it, the fact of the matter is we have no details about this. All we know is that there's going to be a 400-plus-foot super yacht that Jeff Bezos is going to buy. That's the only thing that we know for sure. Is this and I have filled in uh, all of the details that I hope will be the case <laughs> when the yacht is, is completed and delivered. Is this uh, the most—have they declared this the most expensive yacht? Because, you know, those no, goofy— No, this like- isn't even that big. Like, So it's a big, expensive yacht, and I'm sure that uh, the details will be terrifying and awful, but— it's not there's, unusual in the world of super There's got to be some Russian yachts. oil type or some Arab type that has uh, a fuck ton yeah, of so money. They're, they're all very secretive and understandably so. So like they, they ha- you go and you ser- try to search for the details on these uh, fucking floating monstrosities and you can't ever find out what actually is going on inside them because they've paid so much money that they don't want any of the details leaked. Oh, and okay, so they can sense. get away with hiding. Also, they, they don't own any homes that cost this much, right? I would be, I'm I would sure want to just live on the boat. You can't spend a billion dollars on a fucking house. It's impossible. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So they have a stupid boat that costs more than their house and that they're going to use just for like Memorial Day weekend or something. Like what, what do you need the, the boat for? You know, what the, you know what the rule of thumb is on annual maintenance cost for these mega yachts? No, it's got to be a lot. The rule of thumb is that you're going to spend 10% of the cost of the yacht every year <laughs> keeping it apl- keeping it up. There's no way that that applies to this. It's probably sure yes, he can work out a it deal. It does apply Come to on. this. He's going to spend $50 million a year on upkeep and staffing this fucking thing. He probably has slave labor. He's just, can't you just change the flag on your stupid ship and just, oh, I'm in another country now. The rules don't apply. What's amazing is so they these things only have like you know 18 staterooms or something like they they they'll only serve a relatively small number of guests like between 20 and 40 or 50 yeah, guests you, they don't be cramped in you know they want to enjoy and then they have a staff of that same size or larger so like 
his his yacht is only going to support something like 30 or 40 guests, but there will be a 50-person staff. That is true, yeah. The support staff is probably it outnumbers the number of actual guests, right? So they have— Right. Wow. So those people, I'm sure they probably sign a lot of NDAs and things like that. They can't even describe what the, what they're looking at? Do they just think they blindfold them? Right, because the people who own these things are, like you were saying, they're Russian oligarchs or they're secretly, like it's some Russian oligarch, it's in his name, but it actually belongs to Putin, right? Because Putin is, people say he's probably one of the three or four richest people in the world, if not actually the richest person in the world, because he basically owns all of the Russian GDP. Right. Um, (laughs) But on paper, he makes like 140 grand a year or whatever. Like he doesn't actually have any wealth on paper. He's a public servant on paper. But, but it's all like yeah, the, the emir of Qatar and it's yeah, like uh, those different a, a, Saudi royals. Qatar, whatever. And yeah, they have a fuck ton of money. Right. They have a fuck ton of money and they use that money for discretion. They don't want anybody to talk about all of the money they have because they would be strung up if anybody actually saw how they lived or if That's they started true. to flaunt the way that they lived. Right. Because you can – like those regular rich people – that. What was that? The house, uh, something of the rich and famous, where that obnoxious British guy would do the yeah. lifestyles, lifestyles of the rich and yeah. famous. The rich and famous, and yeah, then they, cribs. They, yeah, and cribs. Yeah. They 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 couldn't do that for this because people were like, "Holy shit! I didn't know that was even possible." Like, that's a lot. Like it's it's inconceivable, right? Because it, you yeah. literally have to go out of your way to find things like this to make it feel like you're spending any money. You you see these things online every once in a while, comparing like say you've got two bucks in your pocket you're just an everyday joe walking around that same two dollars to you relative to your net worth is like one and a half million dollars to jeff bezos in right. terms of like he could yeah. just walk around just like and, you could just not have it like literally right. it would fall out of his pocket wouldn't even notice and that's it would feel the same to you as being bummed that you accidentally laundered and ruined a, two, a couple of bucks or something like right. that yeah and it, those couple of dollars probably you can buy something with it, but that kind of money, no, I don't know. You can't buy how. any super yachts with it, so no. I don't know you what you're a, even talking about. You get like a cheeseburger or something. So the, the goofy conservative argument about this, which is that we shouldn't be at all consumed with how Jeff Bezos is consuming, that we shouldn't be at all jealous or – like that, that basically even talking about it is just a sign of me – being envious of Jeff Bezos. Oh, and lazy. Wealth. You're lazy on top of envious. Right. And that while well, Jeff Bezos is driving whole giant segments of the economy by employing fifty people a year to work full time yeah, on his mega was- yacht and by and by all of the manufacturing that takes place and setting aside all of the just colossal waste that happens when a person decides he's going to order a city sized boat for himself. But, you know, one thing I never understood about that line of argument is that he's not doing anyone any favors. It's to his benefit that he hires just enough people for him to make even more money, right? If he could get away with it, he would. If he, you know, At some point, we're going to have these robots taking over people, right? He'll get rid of the humans, and he'll buy another boat. Yeah. So it's just, it's just like— I mean, it, I hope the robots will kill him first, right? <laughs> I mean, they would. That would be the— Him and Elon Musk. You have yeah, to but kill, if they kill him. If you're they're the probably robot, gonna, yeah. you go to the source— yeah, they're not going to save us. Those robots probably kill all the humans. They it's will, brilliant. but they'll start with the most powerful ones because <laughs> they're smart robots. But is there any defensible reason for someone like Jeff Bezos to be able to accumulate so many resources that he's able to deploy them in such an obscene fashion? Right, That's I, sort of the question. Yeah. And there's a I, whole segment of the population that believes that, yeah, fuck it. He produced a good product and invented a... 
or, or cashed in on a way of doing business that nobody else did. And he should be able to reap the benefit, which is building half billion dollar sized boats if he wants to. Right. I mean, the, the outcome is, is a little uh, weird, but process wise, I, I, I don't know how else could he, I don't know what other system you can come up with that would be better than that you know because after no, a while the issue is he shouldn't have that right. much money but you yeah i mean but there's no way to fix that you know unless um, you change a whole you can't do like a lifetime cap <laughs> you can't say you've you earned... can fix that but him, like, okay, even so... if it is an, abs- an an absurd cap like 50 billion dollars which is so, just it, it like it's it's an inconceivable amount of money for an individual to have, right? But you know, but you know, like uh, what was it called? A Hollywood accounting, where they people f- found ways to to say that a movie, no matter how how big it did, you know, how much money it made in bo- in box office receipts, right. it came at a loss because you know a lot of the deals are based on like net profits instead of gross, and so. If you had a cap of, you know, let's say like five billion or ten billion or something ridiculously high, then he would just conceive of ways to where, oh, I'm I'm tied up in investing this and that or whatever, some bullshit, and and would that be a better outcome? Maybe, I don't know. Maybe you know, maybe I it just, would force just, them to. I don't think that you're going to disincentivize anybody if you put a hard limit at twenty five billion dollars or fifty billion dollars. Like it's what is still. That- but what we're yeah, saying, yeah, what? sure. People are people are going to fight and and claw and try to do everything in their power like, to pretend like they anyway. don't have all that money. Right. And it, and the fact of the matter is, I say that he's worth two hundred billion dollars, but that is again a valuation based largely on Amazon stock. The guy has taken officially an Amazon salary of like eighty one thousand dollars a year or something like that. Uh, which is not to say that he's not oh, incredibly only eighty one thousand dollars a year. How generous! Right, but it's a it's a. It's a sneezable amount of money in Jeff Wait, Bezos' world. Is that world. true? I thought you think he'd be like in the low millions, like you know, five million a year or something. He's he's getting like eighty thousand, which is good for many people, but for someone who's buying a yeah, half a million dollar yacht. I think his official yacht. Amazon salary for years has been like eighty thousand dollars a year. Wow. I might, I'd, I'd have to look that up to double check it, but it's something like that. And I'll put a link in the show notes if you need to uh, fact check me on that. Speaking of which, I bought the. Uh, domain for castironbrains.com yeah so if you go to castironbrains.com it will immediately redirect you to brainiron.com ah that way we don't we don't lose out on that ip if uh somebody were to listen to us and go steal our our domain (laughs) they can't do that anymore (laughs) what i haven't figured out yet is if i post castironbrains.com in the Facebook app if it will immediately say nope we know what you're trying to do here <laughs> I know you your that? tricks no I haven't tried it yet by the way real quick on, on that I, I do find it funny that uh, Zuckerberg came up with a bullshit com- uh, like group of people to make decisions so he can say the oh fucking they, Facebook Supreme Court yeah. and then they just sent it right back at him like you know no you, you, you're gonna have to make the decisions like the whole reason you exist is so that <laughs> You could take some of the heat off of me, and they didn't do that. But now that right. they've uh, resolved one big case, they should really take up your website <laughs> case. You know, yeah. I don't know why. Anytime you link to it, it always gives you some weird. This is some suspicious link, and we won't allow you to share it or whatever. Yeah, Actually, well, they're not. Case. They're not wrong. I just can't figure out how they figured it out. Like I'm, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> they're not wrong to ban me from their platform. Obviously, but how did they know? <laughs> It's, it's probably this, their little AI algorithm figured it out. 
You've been listening to Cast Iron Brains, a podcast with Bob and Abe. You find the show on Facebook, sort of, or Twitter. <laughs> the best way to find us is to head over to the website at brainiron.com. We got a lot of things in the air. Got a lot of. I got some shit in the works, Abe. I'm not gonna. Oh. I'm not gonna say anything more than that. We got. We got a lot of balls in the air. A lot of, a lot of moving pieces here. There's gonna be some new shit uh, coming down the pipe, probably like a fucking year and a half from now. But <laughs> nonetheless, uh, the opening and closing themes of the show were composed by Mark. Gillig. We watched uh, the first half of that Hulu documentary on WeWork. It was really good. Oh, yeah? Yes. It's like it's like if you took that Fire Festival documentary yeah. and then added that uh, crazy girl who did the blood testing documentary. The ther- the oh, the Theranos. Trick. Elizabeth With a manly voice? Hasselbeck or something. And then mm-hmm. also mixed in a little bit of like Scientology documentary. It's so good. Okay, is it like a? But we multi-part? only watched half because we were tired. Yeah, it's, huh? uh, it's just it's less than two hours. It's it's just we one were just movie. Tired. Oh, it's just a one in and yeah, out. Okay, just a, a movie. And we watched the Mitchells versus the Machines, yeah, which I, go I back think to the, you would like. Go back to WeWork here for a second before we get into the well, Mitchells. Talk. You were quiet. The appetite for bullshit in this country is both endless and will never even though i know it is a fact i am always fucking surprised by it because this this fucking huckster the guy who invented so-called we work which is just a landlord company right they, they, they but just, it's dressed up as a, like it's a tech company like it's like it's uber but it's dressed actually, up as a tech company dressed up as a fucking we're gonna save the world Tony Robbins oh, that's style right. yeah. level of yeah. bullshit. I didn't watch this one, but there've been a couple of other stories on him. I think the New York Times did a thing on him, and yeah, there was a component to that where he's like, "Oh, I want to, you know, love and life and blah blah blah," you know, some weird goofy life thing. But you know, people like to believe in good stories like that, right? So people are very, they're almost kind of like inclined to believe in bullshit no, things like religion. that religion it's just religion right it's just that these are secular non-religious people so right. they are drawn to something else right anytime somebody says this person is a great salesman all they really mean is that this fucking lunatic really believes the utter nonsense that he's saying with complete confidence right and because he's saying it with such complete confidence even though in my brain i must know that this is patently insane i'm going to believe it and follow this guy anyway right. like it i hate it i i hate these people that him i forget his name it doesn't adam something and the the elizabeth chick from theranos like hasselbeck it is definitely not Elizabeth Hasselbeck. Holmes? It's Elizabeth Holmes. What is her name? <laughs> Elizabeth Holmes. Okay. I don't think that I have any sort of preternatural ability here, but they talk for three seconds, and I know that they're completely full of shit, right? Like, right. you can tell right away that this person is completely full of shit, and, and people believe it and follow them to the ends of the earth anyway, and it drives me nuts. But, you know, the thing is, like, I always get that feeling... Regardless of whether or not someone is for real or for not, you know, like Steve Jobs always gave me that vibe. Like this guy's full of shit, but you know, apparently he made products that, or at least he had a vision and other people made the product that people like, you know? So like, he wasn't like, uh, like this guy or the Theranos, uh, woman, but they all kind of give me the same 
vibe. Like they're kind yeah, of full of Steve shit. Steve Jobs is also one of these maniacs who believes he's going to change the world with a fucking MP3 player. Right. That's insane. Just because it turns out he produced a product that people right. liked because he had the right people around him. He had the, right. the correct design team and marketing team, and they ended up stumbling upon the right product. Doesn't mean that Steve no, Jobs wasn't also a fucking maniac. It's the all it's exactly what it is maybe the thing the idea that you have is cool but like just let it be the thing that's the idea you have like don't right. ever think the idea you have is going to change the world like right, that's but, what makes you a crazy person r- if you r- just have a cool idea for a thing that's right. cool right but people seem to uh, there seems to be an appetite for it and obviously not yeah, in this room why here there but are like cults Right. <laughs> yeah, but a lot of people are always like, yeah, I want to be part of this thing. And it's just yes, like, no, cults. just, you know, yeah. Yeah, you can't watch. So the whole thing that I'm, while I'm watching this thing, is, I'm just like, why don't these people, like literally these people should just go to church. Like they could get everything that they believe they're getting from this maniac who's just a landlord. Uh, they could get that from church. That is true, yeah. And like, it feels weird for me to say that. I know, right? I'm recommending uh, church. But, <laughs> but like, th- th- this is obviously an instinct that's in you that needs to find an outlet. And it is better if it is not, if the outlet is not this guy who's pretending like he's going to take renting out office space and turn it into some sort of anarcho capitalist revolution that solves all of the world's problems. Right. And so I think in the, I mean, this is not spoiling anything, but like the undoing was the the financial disclosures when people started actually looking at the business like, holy shit, you don't, this doesn't make any sense. And then things fell apart. So I think when he was trying to go public, people knew that he was full of shit. But up until then, he was able to convince enough people who are respected in that line of work to kind of vouch for him. Like, wasn't that the whole thing? Like, he kind of deceived some people who were... It's not, it's not even a deception so much as it was just the... Well, it is a little because the way they explained it in the documentary was that he made a lot of people believe they were getting in on, like, the ground floor right. of right. the idea when it was already worth, like, $6 billion or right. something, which right. I don't know how that works at all, but the way they framed it is that that's not nice. Right. right. Well, and also the maniac Japanese guy shows up and forks over a $4 billion Yeah, yeah that guy, yeah, no yeah, reason. that guy, he kind of, yeah. Anyway, so it's a cool story, it's a good story, and uh, we will have learned absolutely nothing from it, ultimately. <laughs> there will be... Another one of these stupid stories uh, to find out about in a couple of years. We also watched the new Netflix movie, uh, The Mitchells versus the Machines. Abe, you're going to love it. What you need to is watch this? It. It's like a, a Supreme Court case or something? What is this? No. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Go watch <laughs> it. It's very boring. It's like uh, 12 Angry Men, except Supreme Court. Oh, okay. So is it like, uh, is, that, is it based on a book or something? No, no, no. It's uh, an animated film from oh, a cartoon. the, oh, the well. Sony animation studio that did the Spider-Man Universe Into the Spider-Verse, Spider-verse movie okay. from a couple oh, years ago. that was actually pretty good. Right. So good. So it's like that? It's like that. This is a semi-hot take for me, which is that I'm bored by the Pixar movies now. Like Pixar movies are fine, largely. Like They're perfectly well done Disney movies, Pixar movies, they're all fine. 
but they don't take chances. They don't do interesting things with the animation the way that they maybe used to. Or maybe the house style the they house style ever. just sort of is what it is and they don't really branch out from it. But this this animation house, this it's Sony one, cool. is doing really cool stuff and it's really fun to look at. And they're telling perfectly acceptable stories and interesting stories to go along with it. And people should watch it. And this one is about the robot apocalypse. Yeah, there's robot oh. wars. It's, it's really exciting. good. It's on Netflix. It's on Netflix, on Netflix and yeah. it's um, the robots take over. It's pretty great. Oh. I uh, I watched something that was not good uh, in the local theater. There's this movie called Wrath of Man, and it is Guy Ritchie made the movie. Well, you know, Guy Ritchie does those goofy movies like I'm a tough guy, blah blah blah. You know, and they yeah yeah. Snatch uh, and yeah, uh, yeah, lock, lock, stock, and two smoking and, barrels. Yeah, that yeah. sort of thing. Mm. And they had the bald guy. Uh, Jason Statham? Yes, Jason Statham. The movie, you know, I watch these movies when it, com- when it comes out before all the ratings and all the Rotten Tomato scores come in. And I always in my head just think, oh, this is like a 25 on the right. yeah. Rotten Tomato <laughs> thing. Or this is a 80, you know, like if, you know. I've been, like, way off. I don't know what's going on, but, like, I thought this movie was, like, going to be in the teens. Like, just, like, atrocious, blah, blah, blah. And then I just kind of forgot about it. I watched it, like, on Friday or something. And this morning, I go on Rotten Tomatoes, and it got a 67, like, fresh. (laughs) And it is, I'm telling you, one of the dumbest, nonsensical movies. Not even just, like, for the, just turn your brain off and just watch them just shoot each other. Like, it doesn't even rise up to that level of nothing. But, right. It's just not very good. So, Abe, I want to bring this up delicately. <laughs> but do you think movies maybe used to be better? <laughs> no. Are things, getting, are things getting worse, Abe? No, 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 no. I don't think so. No. <laughs> it's just, this is a, a... Actually, movies are now picking up now, the end of this month, and going forward, it should be like semi-decent movies. But there's still another week or two of garbage that I have to go through before... Yeah. But, you know, they're saving all their good movies for later in the year when more people can watch. Uh, They're showing the, I don't know how many years it's been, but the whatever anniversary of the original Top Gun. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, they're releasing that new Top Gun. Yeah, at some point they're going to release that new Top Gun, but they're showing the old one first. You might not not think this is what's happening, but I, for one, am enjoying you getting old and uh, finding out that everything is shitty. (laughs) That's what what I'm I'm worried about because I'm like, you know, usually if I think like three or four things in a row suck, I'm like, oh, no. So I'm going to try to find something that doesn't suck. So I'm still searching. No, Abe. Everything fucking sucks. I'm telling you. On the not suck part, the color purple, which I finished last week, good book. It actually ended in a somewhat happy note. Oh, good. Yeah. Was so was the color purple published recently, or was that published a long time ago when things were better? When did I read it, Bob? It's new to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it happened today. It, it, it's uh, the, they made a movie apparently, uh, and uh, I saw the trailer. Like I can't watch the vid- the movie version. It's bad enough reading it, but like I don't want to see people. Yeah, it's pretty intense and sad movie. I I haven't seen it in many years. I don't. Oh, you have seen it at some it. point. I didn't know. Oh, Steven yeah, Spielberg did it. I saw it when I was a it. teenager. I think. Oh yeah, no interest in that. Abe, do you uh, you got anything <laughs> else for us tonight? <laughs> I do not know. <laughs> all right. Well, I think that's all we've got for tonight. Then, and we will talk to you next time. Later. I was telling Lori that uh, 
I wanted it to hit our house so that we could get a new kitchen. Because yeah. then we, you know, the Chinese government, I mean, certainly wouldn't have to fork over some dollars. They wouldn't, though. The first step would probably be denial, right? That's yeah, not they would, like, No, the first step would be those four rocket. people never existed. Yeah, but that's, it's, that's the thing is it's a big enough piece of news already that, like... It would be hard to... Plus, yeah. it's a great deployment of soft power on the back end, which is like, oh, yeah, that's what's all. Or, oh, uh, Bob. <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> No. That guy's out and about. Yeah, well, that is again. a fun fact. He's cured. He could assassinate a former president. That'd be it's, fine. That's not something you're allowed to say. <laughs> I can say things. No, those are like those. There's very few things you can't say, and one of them is encouraging maniacs to kill people. I just said it would be fine. Uh, Does he listen to the show? Yeah, they're gonna de- play the uh, cast arm brain itis. Okay. Yeah. Let me to do it. Search pleasure vessel on Reddit. Yeah, oh, you just get videos about cruising and abandoned ships. Reddit is a very wholesome place. Everyone should go there and not worry about stumbling <laughs> across any unwanted <laughs> pornography. Is what we've learned tonight. Oh, the, the media is making this into a thing when it's not a thing. But by a fear among the media is uh, they're just trying to scare people. Get clicks. Uh, uh, fun fact: I'm hard as a rock. <laughs>